step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are here to talk about Impact Wrestling. It is your mid-week struggle. As in struggle to watch Impact Wrestling. For most of us, anyway. Not for this man, Antonio Garza. How are you today, sir? I'm doing good, and it's true. I'm the guy who likes Impact, so you guys, bring it. I just saw your lower third. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I know. I still like to joke about it. Uh, and, and with us is the voice of Inspire Pro Wrestling, Eamon Payton. How are you, sir? Not the voice of Impact Wrestling. I'm very proud of that. Um, <laughs> I wish you were the voice of Impact Wrestling. I ain't. You, because you would get the hashtag right for their I main event. I in that box with the Pope and Josh Matthews. I have a lot to say about them on this episode. Ah, won't we all? Won't we uh, all? all right. Those and two are, are kind of like a, a thing we already gave up a long time ago. <laughs> but, uh, oh, they gave up as well. Trust yeah. me. <laughs> I feel like Josh is already... I feel like Josh feels like he's already been married for twenty years. Mm-hmm. He he kind of has he kind of has that that voice to him. Um, <laughs> anyway, I am Mad Mike. I don't think I introduced myself, but I'm Mad Mike, the maddest of mics, if you will. And um, yeah, we're here to talk about Impact, perhaps for the second to last time. We don't know. We don't know what's gonna happen. Um, all right. So you guys know how we do this, Garza. Oh, Garza. Give me your one word for impact this week. Doomsday. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. I think that's pretty self-explanatory. Eamon, give me your one word for impact this week. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Oh God. Okay. Um, my one word for impact this week is going to be really, <laughs> really. <laughs> no, actually, uh, my one word is going to be timing. Because TNA does not have good timing, not at all. Um. All right. They also, don't to, they also aren't great with time and 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 what they do with time. Yeah. No. We'll get... no. No, they're not good. Eamon, as I've said many times, TNA is filmed in a TARDIS. Mm. It's all very timey-wimey, wibbly-wobbly. Sometimes four guys enter during one segment when there's two-minute intervals. Anyway. Also, some of the wrestlers wrestle like they just got out of a TARDIS. Oh, that's true. Like they, they just got out of a long, like, hour-long TARDIS trip. <laughs> all right. Garza, what was your good thing this week from Impact? Um... Uh... The good thing I'm going to give to to Impact is that they actually made the show feel important. The, the opening segment, the contract signing, uh, the promo of both Dixie and Jared, and even Borash, 
And going up to the, the final match, it, it felt like a really important show. Uh, it felt like the end of TNA. Really? Uh, it felt like the end because they were promoting their live events for the most of it. I don't know if it felt important to me. I felt like they tried to make it important. Oh, they, they, did, they, they did really attempt it. But when you have the world champion of your company saying that he doesn't care about what's happening in the main event, <laughs> granted, <laughs> granted, there are storyline reasons for that, and I understand that, and Ethan Carter is magical. He was literally too busy looking up cat videos. Yes. Like that's literally what, what it was. That's what he said. He said there were 10 to 12 cat videos he had to watch. And also, he tweeted during the live show, hashtag winner take all, I'm eating ribs. <laughs> like he, he said something like I'm eating chicken wings or I'm eating ribs or something to the effect of that like Ethan Carter's levels of fucks to give have been zero since about February <laughs> and it's amazing um, alright Eamon what is your one good thing this week if you can find one uh, my one good thing and it sounds like a cop out but I don't mean it to be uh, is EC3 uh, EC3 and the whole segment that he was involved in. I really like the whole segment with Jeff Hardy and and the whole servant thing uh, and Rockstar Spud. I thought it was great. I, I, I thought it did a great job of telling that story. I wish the story was that Rockstar Spud's like in the main like title shot or whatever at Bound for Glory, but that's probably not what's going to happen. It's going to be like a Jeff Hardy redeems himself or whatever thing, but hey. Um... I, I mean, you know, but the segment was very good and, and, and funny, and yeah, I liked it. Yeah, Ethan Carter has been the bright shining spot of TNA. I mean, we all know this. Mm. Um, but I love when Spud came out and said, I would wear that suit if it didn't have his jackass face on it, which was yeah. fantastic. Um, oh, my, my good thing from TNA this week. Um, let's say nine-tenths of Lethal Lockdown. Are you serious? No, no. Nine-tenths. Um, Nine-tenths. No, <laughs> no. Um, honestly, I was going to say Ethan. I was going to say EC3 is my good thing. Uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much all I can muster about because there, there was not a lot for me to enjoy on the show. There, ju- there just wasn't. Like, there wasn't a lot on this show. Like, there well, was what, I mean, like, with the lethal lockdown match, it takes up like 40 minutes. So. Yeah, but the, I mean, I guess there was like three total matches. Like, am I am I wrong? Uh, there was yeah. the cage match. There was the knockouts match and Abyss against Shira. Mahabali Shira. Yeah, yeah like I that was that, it. I think that was it. I I, I don't want to jump ahead to NXT, but I feel like for a company who like like they make an hour, they they fill an hour with a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, Ring of Honor felt filled an hour with a lot. TNA has two hours, and it feels like there was missed, a lot missing. They did a lot of video packages of the same footage. And they had two long segments. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so um, this might be a little bit easier for us. Garza, what was your one bad thing about TNA? Uh, the, there was a terrible uh, control of, I don't I guess, continuity during, during the show. Um... Uh, it felt like the the whole uh, GFW versus TNA like storyline that they told in one episode was supposed to be in two episodes. 
because we have a contract signing, and then out of nowhere, this is uh, like GSW has one extra guy, and then TNA is supposed to be looking for a guy, but they're not looking for a guy, and uh, like no one knows what's happening, and I think uh, they needed like an extra two segments to explain why if a contract is signed, they're still adding people, mm -hmm. and why at, at some point Galloway still considered Eric Young to be in their team, stuff like that. So uh, that was my bad. Like they just crammed two episodes of storylines into one. Are Are you sure they didn't bram two storylines into one? Ah! <laughs> oh, I hate him. Um, yeah, but it felt really weird because even Jeremy Borash, who was the announcer, I think he said that the match doesn't start until all ten men are in the ring. What if TNA didn't find a fifth a fifth guy? Does that mean the match would have never started? I guess they would have never. gone. Well, I think they would have. It would have. They would have given them the two minutes or whatever, and then if nobody yeah. came out, then they just continue. I don't know. I guess. That, that, that it's it's weird wording. It's weird wording. Mm -hmm. Like first of all, for the match to begin after twenty minutes of people coming into the ring and fighting. Oh, 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 we'll get to that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh we'll get well, to that. Eamon, it's your turn. What was your one bad thing from TNA this week? So this is where I pulled out my notes. Um, <laughs> my bad was the lethal lockdown match. Straight up. Uh, this, that match was terrible. In my really? opinion. It was... I hated that match. And I'll tell you exactly why. I'm going to breeze through some other stuff, too, I noted on here. Uh, I, I, the first thing I actually noted was when uh, a part in the show where they cut to Pope and Josh Matthews in the back where they talk about how Jared's such a despicable human being and Josh Matthews goes, you know what I think we should do? I think we should take him out of the TNA Hall of Fame. I think we should erase him from the record books. And it, it was very much in like a wink-wink, nudge-nudge kind of mm -hmm. way. And it's like, no. Like, you're comparing this storyline that you're doing to a guy going on a racist tirade and a man possibly killing his girlfriend. No. No. Ugh. It, it, that left a horrible taste <laughs> in my mouth. Then I also know they're plugging a Hall of Fame induction for Bound for Glory weekend when they may not have a company. Mm -hmm. No, they have um, a company. They just, just well, have a storyline. In storyline, they may not have a company. Like, ugh, Yeah, in storyline, Jeff Jarrett would have owned TNA. Like, I don't see how they're been, able uh, to book it, it it would have been Jeff Jarrett's uh, job to induct him. But they wouldn't. But he beat up Bro Hebner like two weeks ago. Like, yeah. Uh, um, okay, so the match happens, and the the tw there's 20 minutes or whatever of the first part of the match because it's all just people entering, and it's the most boring stuff. Like it's just people punching and kicking each other. It's That's just like, boring as hell. Nobody's doing. And moves. it's not even evenly spaced. Yeah, it's just boring as hell. And then Bram enters to no fanfare. Not from the crowd, not from the announcers. The whole thing is like, oh, is TNA going to find the fifth guy? And Bram comes out as the fifth guy, and everyone's like, oh, it's Bram. Cool. That's literally how the announcer sounded. Like, okay, cool, we got Bram. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, <laughs> and I know TNA likes to do like their cutaways during matches. If any time you would have done that, that would be the time. Like, you have okay, Dixie running after Bram as he's hit. Like, are you sure? Are you sure? Like, you know, 
like thank you, thank you, thank you, something like that. Like were Dixie's excited for like, and maybe they shot that and just decided not to use it in light of current events. Notice the Bram's entrance comes out, and there's not a lot of attention paid to Bram during the rest of the rest of the thing. Yeah, thank God he didn't get the final pinfall. Yeah, um, I, I also I noted on here once Bram enters, everyone. Okay, this is the part that pissed me off the most. Once Bram enters the ring, everyone is just up and holding each other back, waiting for the roof to lower. Mm-hmm. And there's just like the battle lines have been drawn or whatever, and everyone's just waiting. They're <laughs> all standing up. Not selling and waiting, and I just have it all caps. What was the last twenty minutes for? Nothing. Well, Amen. That's that. Amen. That the match started when all the people were in the ring. That was just a that's fight. So infuriating. It's to injure people. It's to injure people while you can. But no one was injured. Everyone yeah. No. No sold. one sold. No one. No. Sold. And then I get a job then, but selling. that's the point. Everyone I, stopped selling, and they're like, "Yeah, we got weapons now." And, oh. All right, and there was no guitar. You have Jeff Jarrett in a lethal lockdown match. You have a fucking guitar on that roof. Well, but it's a match that he's have, supposed to lose. I don't care. Then he loses via guitar. You have a fucking there's, guitar yeah, hanging there, from that there's, roof. There's screwiness there. TNA put up those weapons. Uh, yeah, by I, the way, um, did it piss anyone else off that Jarrett didn't take the pin? Oh, totally. Yeah. Really. I, I well, I think they tried to do like this whole thing where Jared like was trying to leave or whatever, and that was supposed to be the payoff. I don't know. Um, then I have a quote from Josh Matthews: "A ten-year saga." And I just wrote, "Go fuck yourself." First of all, haven't they been around for thirteen years? But the storyline's only been going for a month. Yeah. You but, can't just say, "Oh, it's a ten-year storyline." And, no, and it's also, not. and also. This is minor. This is minor. Josh, like, they, they lie all the time on commentary about things trending. Um, Josh said hashtag winner take all is trending worldwide. No, it's not. Well, no, it could very well be true. However, if you are watching the screen and you look at the little bug up in the corner, guess what the bug said, you guys? Hashtag winner takes all. Uh, no, like, you can re-record that. You can re-record that. This is not live-to-tape audio. Just they, some they semblance it. of continuity. Something. You also, I... Uh, a bug. Something. Like... Just to, I was going to say, just to finish off my notes real quick, uh, uh, Mordeski does a comic, uh, comedic sell for the super kicks from his partners, and I was just like, oh, come on. Like, he did the sell where, like, you stand up for way too long. Well, he, and was, then, like, he was trained by Shawn Michaels had to take a super kick. Come on now. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, I also noted that commentary is a second off. Um, when they do the big spot with the trash can and the coast-to-coast thing, Matthew says, what a shot by the Wolves before either man hits the trash can. That, Eamon, that's because they watched it before. Uh, they knew it was coming. They, they, they called everything. And then just at the end, I put it, a qu- another quote. Jeff Jarrett held his shares over Dixie Carter for years, and I just wrote, what the F are you talking about? Okay. Uh, so now we have Eamon's notes of doom out of the way. Sorry. Um, no, like no, it's fine. It's fine. I appreciate notes. Um, my bad is Gail Kim. 
once again becoming Knockout's motherfucking champion. Why? I didn't hate it. I, I, I don't get it. I don't care, to be honest. It, it kind of no, but I don't, I don't care either. That's the thing. Like, is you know it just because the company might be ending and they wanted it on the first ever Knockouts champion? Like, well, yeah, what? Well, it's kind of that, actually. I was gonna <laughs> say, they just announced for Bound for Glory it's Gail Kim versus Awesome Kong, so you may oh, be right. Oh, God. Well, Damn it. That's going to be good. Uh, it would have been good in 2008, you know, when it first happened. When when hey. Kong when Kong didn't have horrible back issues. Yeah. But uh, I don't. I didn't mind it. I liked the little show of respect at the end. I just don't think it made Brooke look really all that, and, that great. And why isn't Brooke getting a rematch? Maybe. Maybe she is. I don't know. They Maybe, Maybe next week on Impact. Who knows? Yeah. They haven't taped anything. Yeah. Uh, but I like the Wolves are five-time tag team champion. Thanks for that correction, Josh Matthews. You know how fucked the tag team division is when last week they say the Wolves are four-time tag team champions. I make us think about it and don't even realize that he's fucking wrong. How long have the Wolves been around, by the way, in TNA? Not long. Like two years, maybe? Maybe? Maybe maybe two. Uh, That's ridiculous. Five tag title reigns in two years? They're the best tag team we've ever had. <laughs> yeah, they're the only tag team. They've got five reigns. Look at them. And how many of them came from the other team had to abdicate the titles? Because I'm guessing <laughs> it was at least three times. I'm not even joking. Because I know they had to give them up once. The Hardys had to give them up twice, maybe? Who knows? Probably. Uh, yeah, but Gail Kim becoming an 18-time knockout champion, whatever she is. It, it just doesn't. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. None of this matters. Like, where where's the beautiful people in the dollhouse? One of them's pregnant. Well, I, yeah, because chairs get you pregnant in TNA. <laughs> chairs to the arm get people pregnant. That's how that's how babies work. So for all you parents out there, if your kids are asking where the babies come from, say if you get hit in the arm with a steel chair, you become pregnant. I. Here's the thing. I actually didn't. I actually thought the match was okay. I thought it was the best Lady Tapa looked ever. <laughs> what? Like that's, honestly, that's a low bar. Like, and I'm, I'm, I mean that honestly. Like, she's been terrible before, but she actually looked pretty decent in this match. Um, she looked like she knew what she was doing. Um, and I, I guess I like it, but it's just like you, especially with women's wrestling nowadays. The stuff you see other places, it's like. There's no point. There's yeah. you can't keep I mean, saying even, like the knockouts are the best thing. Even the squash match on NXT, I thought was better. Hmm. Um. All right. Uh. So Garza, what will be one thing you'd change about Impact this week? Uh, the the thing I'd change is just the execution of Bram's reveal. Uh, like I told you guys, I didn't think like to me Bram was a cool, like, interesting. Do, do you think option. he should clothesline Dixie Carter on his way out? To you know. Get his wrap up a little bit. That's that's horrible. Why would Graham <laughs> do something like that? No, why would you say that? No, I would just change the execution. I would just uh, have the timer go, and no one comes out, and then we have the ceiling go down, and TNA gets their ass kicked, and then Bram comes out, and like, you know what? Fuck, I'm just gonna fight. Or how um, about someone is on top of the ceiling? No, because then how do they get down? They. Can, 
it's been done before. And they're a little like, yeah, yeah. It's been done before. I mean, all right, a- Amen. What will be your change this week? My thing is what we complain about WWE constantly for, and that is just to show your work. Like, there are this the Jarrett Dixie storyline could have been actually good with time and with just more fleshing out and. Like, the video packages pissed me off so much because it was literally just, like, Jared and Dixie Carter were co-owners of TNA Wrestling, and then Jeff Jarrett left to go start Global Force Wrestling, which isn't true. And then, like, like the su- in the summer of 2015, Jarrett came back. Like, it's not that long ago that he came back. So that's all the part of the story you're telling? Like, you have so much more you can tell. Yeah, but they why can't mention Jared, Hulk Hogan. Why did Jarrett leave? Why did you know? It's it they they like they took a storyline that could have been about a decade long, you know, uh, relationship and condensed it to like a month and just talked about the month that they did. Like why? Like to that's talk what, about that's what that's, that's, it's it's something that happens a lot. Like. Just on Monday, they did the whole the history of Sting, and they did two things from the, his whole career, and then three vignettes from his yeah. uh, debut. Like it, it's it's something that I've been noticing in several promotions. It doesn't make sense. It, it just you have all of this potential with the storyline, and there's cool aspects to it. Like I like the aspect of Jared, want, you know, Karen convincing Jeff that he needed, he wanted his company back because he loved it so much, and that he got out. And hell, if you're gonna shoot about it, just shoot about it and talk about how Kurt Angle, you, you know, the stuff with Kurt Angle or whatever, and that's what forced Jared out. Well, like, no, but but see, the thing is, you can't invoke Kurt Angle unless he's coming back, and he clearly isn't coming back. Well, they can, <laughs> but they've said he's injured, right? Yeah, they, they, yeah, they said he's, in, but like, unless you're gonna have him. As the fifth guy in that match, you almost can't bring that up because that's teasing and not paying it off. But isn't he supposed to wrestle at Bound for Glory? Yeah, but not against Jeff. Yeah, not against Jeff. They, uh, they haven't said who his opponent's going to be. But, like, I, you can still at least, like, touch on why he left. I don't like... like you well, can say personal K- reasons. KP-wise, K- K- he left because Sting fired him. Yeah, they didn't even touch on that. They even show that segment where Sting fired him. Well, like, to, I mean, to cool. be fair, this whole story was built on a guy getting attacked who showed up in WWE. So you don't want to cycle it back to someone else who's in WWE. <laughs> but they show footage of Bully, Bully Ray getting attacked. <laughs> yeah, it, it's just it's just a fucked up story. Like they they it, didn't it, think it through. It's like we said uh, last week, Mike. Uh, they're they took a, a five-month or, or like a year-long uh, storyline and they matched it into like two months. Yeah. So uh, if, if everything's rushed, we have a bunch of continuity errors. We're missing a lot of storyline development. And I mean, there's even a way got. to there's even a way to do this in two months, but they did not pick the right people for this because and for sorry. a storyline like this, if you want, if you're trying to pull it off really quickly. You need motherfuckers that can act. Drew Galloway, he's he's fine. He's fine. He's okay. He's he's a good, um, I guess, un unexpected leader. But he's not an actor. He's not a good actor. The Wolves, 
I still don't know which one is which. They can't. They can't. Well, now you're paying attention. Well, no. Yeah, no. no. All right. I'm, I'm saying that sarcastically. I know. I know who Eddie Edwards and David. Eddie Richard. Edwards is the one with the baby face. They're, they're one's kicky, one's choppy. All right. But still, they can't act for shit. And Lashley has never been a good actor. Donald Trump outacted Bobby Lashley. That shows you how bad of an actor he is. Yeah. Like, my change would just be Team TNA as a whole. Like, you can have Galloway in there, but as I've been saying, this is where you bring in, like, the suicide squad of people. Like, you bring in the guys who are fighting for TNA in spite of Dixie Carter, not because of her. Again, and Before also you bring in your Bobby Roods. Why wasn't Bobby Roode involved with this at all? Yeah, like that pissed me off so much because Bobby Roode. Why wasn't Bobby Roode the fifth guy? Bobby Roode, exactly. Bobby, even if you had Bobby Roode the fifth guy, that would have been perfect. Or if you had, like, Ethan be the fifth guy. Ethan should have been the fifth guy regardless. Ethan should have been that guy who like. Dixie Carr came up to him and said, Ethan, honey, I know you're mad at me, but if we don't go out and win this, you're not going to have a company to be champion of. And he's like, a good point. He's like, well, I, I guess you got a point, Anthony. And then, you know what? Fuck it. He sends Jeff Hardy out to do it. Brilliant. That, that's that's, that's great. Yeah, and, and even if Jeff isn't 100%, he don't got to do much. He comes out there, grabs a kendo stick, starts whacking away at people. Galloway hits his back bump into a trash can, and, you know, we all go home happy. Pins Kurt Hawkins, and we're good. Um, my thing is, like, the most disappointing thing about it is, like, you can look at Dixie Carter when she's talking, and, like, you can tell, like, she thinks, like, this is her, like, masterpiece. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, she feels like this is her, like, big story. Because it's such a... This you can, like, oh the story is that everyone's left Dixie Carter and nobody believes in her anymore. But p- there's some people that have still stick around and everyone wants her to fail. Or it's like oh I wonder what that must be about. Like I, your actual company. I I hate to get slightly political on this. Dixie Carter reminds me of George W. Bush. In every way possible, <laughs> like like you know when she's cutting a promo like the same way when Bush had a speech like. He just gives the little smirk at the end, like, ha, nailed it! And she thinks the same thing. She really thinks that this was, like, her Monet. Like, she thinks that this was, like, her big, like, like piece like, de resistance. Like, this is her Austin versus McMahon storyline. Like, she thinks everything is going to be fucking gangbusters attitude era 1998 Raw versus Nitro. Like, I, I feel so bad for her sometimes. Like, I don't. I don't. Not anymore. <laughs> not anymore. Like, I, I really don't. At this point, she's doing it to herself. And... Alright, so, anyway, um, was there anything else you guys want to touch on Impact before we uh, rate this and uh, move it along? Not really. They haven't taped anything further. I don't know what they're doing next week. Literally don't know what they're doing next week. So. Well, next, next week, we do have Spud versus EC3. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So next week is a tape show that that's already in the can. Um, if Spud vs. EC3 ends in a schmoz and that's the Bound for Glory main event, I'm okay with that. Please make that happen. I doubt it, but who knows? Um, maybe maybe they'll actually promote Bound for Glory to be an actual like 
like big pay-per-view show and not just like a filler show for a Impact. Yeah, who knows? Um, all right, so Garza, where would you rate Impact this week? Number one. Jesus Christ. Uh, hold on. Uh, yeah, yeah. Impact is number one. You're right. Number <laughs> one, right there. Number one. Uh, Amen. How about how about you? Where where's Impact rate for you this week? Um, God. Bottom. It's really uh, that 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 main event soured me so badly. It was just so boring, and I hate to critique people. Like Mike, I know you've said on multiple occasions, like the problem with Impact is never the wrestling, but the wrestling in that match was just terrible. Well, the, from guys who are people locked in, it's such a hard thing to pull off. But it can be good. It yeah. can be good. Like, I, there and there are good wrestlers that are in that match, and it was just boring. It was the most boring thing. And then when they got to the actual weapon spot, it wasn't even that interesting. Yeah, it was just like kendo sticks and maybe one trash can. Yeah, the trash can spot. Like, that was it. And that and it didn't even look that good. <sighs> All right. Um, impact for me is, is, uh, is fifth this week. Uh, yeah, I, I saw an episode of The League that was better. I, I, was, at, I was at Stephen Colbert. That was way better. Um, I'm pretty sure I caught some of C-SPAN, and that was better than Impact this week. So, yeah, it's going to be fifth for me. Uh, but, uh, Garza, where, where can the good people of the Internet find you? Uh, you can find me at DWRevolution at Twitter. So you can find me at DWrestlingRevolution.com. Uh, you can also go to the Facebook page of the Wrestling Mayhem Show, where I praise TNA every day because God bless Dixie Carter. <laughs> <laughs> Oh god damn you guys. She came out with the Dixieland Titantron. I forgot to mention that. What? Are, why are you still having that Titantron? Because they never made another graphic for yeah, her. Yeah, why would she have another one? Apart from her glamorous shot in her Twitter profile. If the company's losing money, why would you spend money on another Dixie Titantron? He's got a point. He's got mm-hmm. a point. Uh, Eamon, where, where, where can the people of the internet find you? And something way better than TNA... It's Fire Pro Wrestling. You can find us on uh, Twitter at Aim, or you can find me on Twitter at Aiming to Please, and you can find Inspire Pro at Inspire Pro Res. Uh, you can also, hopefully, if you want to watch a much better wrestling show, uh, from the way things are going, our Battle Wars 2 event should be coming to you very quickly. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. And that was a really fun one. So. Excellent. And uh, you can find me, of course, at MadMike4883 on the Twitter machines. I also do the Total Divas wrap-up with Jen Carlins, which will be coming your way by the end of this week. And, uh, yeah, tune into the Wrestling Mayhem Show, live.sorvertrendmedia.com. For all of this wrestling goodness, we have Eamon with the Indie Mayhem Show and the Wrestling Mayhem Show proper, where we talk about everything under the sun. Uh, so, for Antonio Garza, for Eamon Payton, I'm Mad Mike, and this has been your Mid Week With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.